<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, dude, I don't know how anybody is looking at looking down at their heart rate on the first lap and seeing 175 beats per minute and thinking, oh yeah, that's sustainable for 24 hours. Maybe you just it's a problem for your future self. We're still messing around with mics, man. You can't start. Yeah. Adam Adam doesn't even wait. As soon as he logs in, he presses the record button without any Dude. warning. Yeah, if you if you have ever wondered why the start of this podcast if you've ever wondered why the start of this podcast always sucks, it's because none of us are ready to go. <laughs> I'm literally changing my mic right now. What are, what are you changing your mic for, dude? Where are you well, at? I didn't bring my like big fancy mic, so I brought a little mic and it only plugs into my phone, but you can use that, but you can still do it. I've I, I figured it out. I think we're good. Is this it sound sounds okay? don't, just Whatever please doing, don't please good. don't ask him about it. It's it's gonna take him okay. too long to explain. <laughs> Where are you at? You look like you're in a log cabin or something. I am in a log cabin. Look at this thing. It's sick. <laughs> it was the cheapest Looks- place to. It was like the cheapest place to stay in Townsend, where I'm doing the camp in a, in a month. And this week was like mm. a good week with uh, with schedules and stuff for me to come down here because I want to. I had a lot of people from the camp last year say it was too hard. Which I wanted to say, suck it up, but uh, so I came down here to try and, but I'm not. But so I came down here to try to scout out some new roads that maybe don't have huge mountain climbs in them. Uh, so I'll be here till tomorrow, dude. That, that's actually super funny that that that's some of the feedback you got because that the the camp idea that I have that's exactly yeah. what I want people to say. I'm gonna be just crazy hard. You want people to say it's too hard? Yeah. That's what he said. He said, like, it up, this, this, yeah, he said, we're going to call it. Didn't you say call it the warrior camp? Like, you're going to just get destroyed. Mm, I think I was going to call it iron sharpens iron. Yeah. That's the, good. yeah the, the concept is, and I can talk about it because it's, I mean, it's not like a secret or anything, but concept is to have like <clears throat> maybe like five pros and five or 10 amateurs. And it's like a, it's a drop camp. Like it's like everyone comes, everyone's training. Everyone's, tra- <laughs> everyone trains su- super hard. It's like you you think you can train with the pros, even if the pros can't train with the pros. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's it's a hard camp. Everyone comes. Every day is super hard. There's no frills. It's not like we're not trying to make this easy and have this like super fun. Like oh, this loving dovey, just like come on, everyone hang out. It's like no, we're, we're going. We're gonna like train super hard. You think you can handle it? Sign up. Can't handle it? Don't come. I I really like the sound of that, but I think that most people are kind of turned off by that. Okay, we're not trying to get most people to come. We want like ten people to come, and we want okay. hard right. asses fair, to come. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, more of like sounds- a it's more of like a challenge than a you know typical training camp. Think you can handle? Yeah, it? my camp my camp I'm is perfect. like in the Smoky Mountains, and people complain that there were there was too much climbing. Okay, and the second biggest complaint were that the beds weren't comfortable. The beds so, did; they were they awful. Do, they, the they beds were, were awful. so bad. Dude, the one night you were there, on the floor, dude. Yeah, I, this year I, I'm, I'm telling everybody to bring mattress pads, and I'm gonna bring some extras as well. It's yo, that I, I'm I don't have a problem sleeping at night. Like I'm I'm a pretty good sleeper, and I was not able to sleep on this mattress. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like, yeah, whatever. And then other people are like, I'm not coming back. I'm usually, the mattresses dude, I'm, I'm usually that guy. I'm usually the whatever. Just give me, yeah. just give me 
something to sleep on. It yeah. doesn't matter. I'll sleep. And I, I was, that's how bad the mattresses were. Yeah. Wow. Drew, what's the, what's the mattress situation like in your camper? Oh, it's pretty sweet. Um, well, it's better than there. Um, there's okay. two spots. There's two <laughs> options. There's two sleeping options. It's not saying a lot. The one option is, is you pop down the table and then the table lays out across the thing, oh, yeah. which is a pretty standard camper setup. That one is the more comfortable bed. The other bed is off the back. Um, and it pops out. It's like a, you know, you've seen like, it kind of like, like pops bed? out like a tent. Say what? Like a Murphy bed. Mm, I don't know what a Murphy or like bed folds is. down from the wall. Yeah, pretty much. But but instead of going into the camper, it folds out of the camper like a tent, and it has a oh, covering sick. over it and stuff. Um, that one's not super comfy, but it is. You know, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get a mattress pad for that one because that's where yeah, because it needs one. So, hmm. so you speaking of how's the uh, how's cool. the mid south training going? For, we're jumping, we're jumping really quick across topics. I was about to add the camper. I mean, is be I don't you and really want to keep talking about campers, dude. Yeah, I also, I also invited, well, I also invited Adam Roberge into the camper as well. I said, if you can't find anywhere else to sleep, I'm sure you could fit in the camper. Are you okay, staying so. in the camper, Dylan? No, <laughs> no. No, Adam no, me, and Tyler me and, are. Me and Tyler are. We got kicked oh. out of the Airbnb, so we're staying in Dizzle's camp. Oh. Not as bougie. So here, dude, the Mid South is <laughs> a freaking cluster. Adam and Tyler don't have a place to stay, and Dylan isn't even registered for the race. I'm like, what the heck, dude? How do you not register <laughs> dude, for the race? Dude, you're not in the forum. You just get on the Facebook group and buy. Yeah, the- yeah. I was gonna tell you that, Dylan. You need to check out the forum. <clears throat> Dylan will figure uh, it out. Okay. Well, I told Wait, him I actually. Know, but is it actually a problem? Have you- can't you just show up and they just... Like, I mean, probably you? after how much I've trashed the race on this podcast, <laughs> he actually won't let me back in. <laughs> no, you'll get I'll it. I'll do it right now. I'll email her right now while I'm still You should just do, just do a bandit yeah, style. Please, please email him right now. Don't, well, don't say that it's Dylan Johnson because I have said too many negative things about Mid-South on this podcast. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's all hopefully, constructive Hopefully feedback. not. Hopefully, yeah, it was it was constructive feedback because they need it. I, I I really don't understand why gravel races in general tend to be like this, but I really don't understand why mid south in particular everybody is just gushing over it. It's like the most amazing experience they've ever had. I'm like, it's a fun race, but it's just a bike race. I don't get what the deal, you know. I don't I don't, I don't really get what the deal is. I don't know. Have I ever been? Oh, you've never. Been. I've never been, so I can't really speak to it. Yeah. What? Uh. So, what gearing are you going to do for the single speed? Uh, I mean, it really depends on what the conditions are going to be like. If it's a fast year, like it was last year, then I think I'm going to do a forty six sixteen. Hmm. But if it's a slow year, like super muddy, then it might be like forty six twenty. Okay. That's why people yeah. ride single speeds just so they can talk about their gearing. Yeah. It, so you know what's funny about single speeding is that you would think that uh, it gives you less things to think about because you don't have to shift, but you actually have to think about way more things. Because <laughs> usually this shift. is something that people with gears don't think about. They're just like, well, yeah, I just I got gears, I can shift, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I've been training on a forty six eighteen just because it's like pretty easy to do an endurance ride on that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not fast enough if it's if I actually want to try and go fast. Do you start with the whole with everybody? Yeah. Yeah, everybody starts together. Yeah, start. 
it's chaos. Yeah. The guy that won it last year did it uh, in like just over five hours. And he was with the single, lead group for you're the talking first, about, like two you're, hours. You're talking about single speed. Single speed, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that I mean, good? I don't... <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> I don't know how long. I mean, that's course. like that's almost half miles. an hour. That's almost half an hour off the winner of the gear or the regular. Yeah. So yeah, about I don't hour. know. Is that good, Scott? Half an hour off the normal normal riders. I have no idea. <laughs> Without shifting? I don't know anything about the course. I feel like that's okay. I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's not like it somebody who's going to be able to win the regular one is going to ride a single speed, right? No. So like the person's just slower to begin with. It, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think I think that if it was an sure. extremely muddy year, like it was back in 2020, th- there is a possibility that a single speed could actually be an advantage. That's what I'm hoping for. That's my <laughs> that's my only chance. If it's just super chaotic, everyone's derailers are ripping off. Yeah, and all the singer single speeders are burnt out because it gets to like a nine hour long race, dude. I'm just gonna keep trying. Keep chugging along. Do you have nine hour fitness in you right now? No, it doesn't <laughs> matter though. I've got nine hour mental fitness. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. If it's like if it's snowing, muddy, and just super slow, that'd be mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. I'll probably beat yeah. all you guys. I I'm I wouldn't put it past you, man. If it's horrendous <laughs> conditions. Um. Speaking of going long, the uh. The 24 hours of Old Pueblo was last weekend. Did anyone follow that? Uh, I I saw a headline that Taylor Ledeen and Lachlan Morton set a new course record. Maybe. Yeah. So you know what's you know what's cool about that is they with a two man team they beat the previous record that was set by a four man team. And I think yeah before that it had always been either a four man team or bigger that had the overall five, most number yeah. of laps in 24 hours. Yeah, dude, and it's sick. I so I didn't uh, I didn't check to see if this is actually the strategy they use, but Taylor had put out something that be, before the race that they were going to try one twelve hour shift each. Do you oh, know wow. if that's how it played out? No, I don't. I didn't look that. I didn't look that deep into it, dude. Because I I think that makes sense. Does I, it? I for those guys. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just you can just ride like super consistent laps. You're not like ever trying to like wring the towel. Okay, okay. You know what makes more sense? Actually, I've got a better strategy. The first probably Lachlan should be the one to ride through the night because he's insane like that. Although Taylor's crazy good at riding through the night too. So I don't know. Taylor does six hours on day one, and then Lachlan rides twelve hours through the night, and then. And then Taylor does another six-hour day the next day. So then it's like doing back-to-back six-hour races for Taylor. Mm, I can see that. So I just pulled up the results. So what ended up happening is Lachlan did the first 11 laps. Mm. Uh, then Taylor did the next 11 laps. And then they each did one more lap at the end. Nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was sad. And they <laughs> freaking... Dude, Lachlan did like 55 minutes on the first lap. He was blitzing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, Taylor, I mean, Lachlan must have, I don't know. So what time does it start? Does it start at noon? Do you know, Dylan? Yeah, it starts at noon. One, two, three, four, five. So it probably started to get darker around six o'clock there or something. Mm-hmm. So Lachlan, Lachlan did like five laps in the night and his laps were all like 
103 to 109. He had a couple 109 mm-hmm. laps towards the end. Then Taylor comes out slinging, dude. He did his first three laps at 58 in the dark at like wow. midnight. Um, yeah. And dude, he, he, wow. Taylor was on a tear. He, he rode super well. Uh, yeah. 50, so they, 58 they, minute laps at night is how you get a cactus to the hand. Is that what happened to you? Yes, but not at 58 minutes. <laughs> a lap. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've heard people. You people did this race out there. Uh, yeah, I did it in 2020. This was like the only race that happened before COVID because it happens in February. You did it solo? I did it solo. Yes. I think I finished seventh because I, yeah, but it's, it's not, the thing is like with the solo category is I feel like everyone gives up at a certain point, um, except for maybe the top three. Right. So I, yeah, I, I, I basically cracked. 13 hours in and then i like I think barely I, halfway i know i know I, and then i <laughs> and then i took i took a nap at the pits while it was dark and then i did some more laps when it got light out again um, Dude, do you remember our very first podcast we ever recorded and you were given keegan crap about yes pacing strategy yes like, oh, dude, i could totally have beat him if i you okay know. okay D- don't don't no 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 I, <laughs> I didn't say that but but yes it's because i learned from my first experience oh, okay I, dude i knew i knew exactly what i should have done the minute that race ended i was like what'd you do wrong so this is what happens with 24 hour racing this is this is what happens other episode no we didn't that, talk about it why you'd rather talk about your shitty mattresses <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Damn, All right, let's stop, hear what happens in 24 hours. No, <laughs> no one wants to hear about your camper, bro. This is yeah, a cycling podcast. <laughs> All right. So, so this is what happens in 24 hour races in the solo category and the duo and four person category, but specifically the solo category. Everybody goes out as if it's a hour and a half cross country race. Like they're just going for it. And you've got 24 hours to ride. Like no one is pacing themselves correctly. And because it was my first 24 hour race, I was like, oh, I'll just follow, uh, like, I'll just follow Taylor. Taylor's got the most experience. I'll just follow Taylor. Um, and, uh, and also Josh Testato was there. I was like, dude, I'll just follow Taylor and Josh between the two of them. They've got freaking 20 of these races under their belt. They know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, dude. They went way too hard. (laughs) <laughs> like, like the, the lap times just kept getting slower and slower and slower and slower and slower. And no one learns from their mistakes. Like every single time I look at the results from a 24 hour solo race, the same thing, lap time, slower, 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 slower. I'm like, how does no one know how to pace themselves? It's unbelievable to me. Um, and the same thing happened with Keegan. Like Keegan is just incredibly fit. So he was able to break the course record, even with that terrible pacing strategy. But if he had actually paced it correctly, he probably had another lap or two in him. Mm. So this is, this is how bad the pacing strategy is. Hypothetically, if someone who was, who was fit enough was racing Keegan when he raced it, but was actually pacing themselves correctly, meaning that they did even lap times throughout the whole race, they would get to the 12 hour mark and be a full, almost a full lap down on Keegan, which means they would be almost one hour behind Keegan at the halfway point. And then by the time you got to the 24 hour mark, they would have caught Keegan. So you're, yeah. you're going, you're going from an hour down at the halfway point 
to finishing with Keegan at the 24-hour mark. Yeah, I think the hard thing with that, though, is you don't know that that's going to happen. So you get to the halfway point, you're a lap down. I think it then that like the, the mental strength needs to kick in because like now you have to convince yourself that you need to just keep on your current yeah. pace and like an hour down is no big deal. So I'm not, I'm not saying that this is easy. <laughs> it's, it's really hard, Yeah, but the, the way that riders are currently pacing themselves is horrendously bad. Yeah. yeah uh, speaking it's of kind of obvious that you're going to get tired. Like it's 24 hour <laughs> fucking hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I dude, I don't know how anybody is like, looking what? at looking down at their heart rate on the first lap and seeing 175 beats per minute and thinking, Oh yeah, that's sustainable for 24 hours. Maybe you just, it's a problem for your future self. You know, if I, I mean, if I ever, if, if I ever do this race again, which I, I might someday, it's just, I think the problem is it's so freaking early in the year. Um, mm-hmm. If I ever do this race again, I'm going to do exactly what I'm talking about here. Is this like, your only 24-hour race that you've done? It was the only 24-hour race I've ever done, duo or solo. So. Would you consider doing a different one so you don't have to do it in yeah. February? Yeah, I would consider doing. I, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I liked how there was a lot of preparation involved, and and the other thing I liked is that I, I think some people rag on lap races because they say it's boring, like you're doing the same lap and seeing the same scenery the whole time. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool because you get that lap super dialed in and also, you know, you know what a fast lap time versus a slow lap time is. So, yeah, dude, I, I actually really like lapped races a lot. Mm -hmm. You only need to look at the scenery once, then you can just focus on your race the rest of the time. Yeah. And plus, I mean, unbound is like also the same scenery the whole time. (laughs) It's just one last, (laughs) you know, that's true. Uh, dude, so I don't know what the course record is <clears throat> as far as like a single, like a lap record, but Kyle Trudeau was on a corporate team and he went out on the second lap, which is arguably <laughs> a little bit harder to go. F- maybe if you, I don't like, I don't know how they do the timing. I know the start starts with a Le Mans start. So I don't know if like that mm-hmm. counts towards your first lap time, but he did a 52 minute lap. I feel like that's super fast. That's two minutes faster than any other lap that I can find. Yeah, I mean that might be the the single lap record. I don't Dude, know though. Blitzen. Yeah. Uh yeah, I didn't really look at too much else though. Is this the only one of these left in the like that happens? Twenty four hour race? Twenty four hour race. Uh um, no, there's still some more. I used yeah, to it's, when I was a kid. I, I, yeah, I know. They were super popular when when <laughs> you and I were like five years old. <laughs> what do you mean you like, used to do them? Like bike races? Like, when I was bikers. like six and seven years old, this is what I thought like mountain biking was like because my dad yeah. and I, he would I, we would go as like my whole family and we would just dick around while his like team was doing laps. Oh really? They were yeah, doing it used to definitely be more popular. There, there's a there's one that I think is still out there that's sick. It's called the 25 Hours of Frog Hollow, mm-hmm. and it happens on over the uh, whatever it's called when they they roll the time back. Um, mm-hmm daylight savings time oh yeah yeah so it's 24 hours like it starts at noon and ends at noon but then there's an hour of time rollback in there so it's actually 25 hours which i think is kind of cool so it's in the fall then must yeah it must be fall back yeah i i think i think 24 hour racing is dope i wish it was I, i you know if if i had grown up in the or if i had been at my prime in the when was 24 hour racing super popular like mid 2000s like 2010 yeah 
if I had been at my prime in 2010, I could totally see myself being super nerded out about 24-hour racing, and that'd be my thing. You'd be the guy that, like, is coming up on somebody doing it for fun, just screaming at him to get out of the way. <laughs> the, the kid, the team of middle schoolers is out there trying to finish, and you're just yeah, cutting them off. Right, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Leader on your left, leader on your left. Yeah. 17th place on your left, 17th place on your left. No, I, w- I, would, do, I would do better than 17th. In Would you ever do it as race. a team, Dylan? No, dude. No. What if you team. had a team of like you were the worst rider on the team? I don't. I, I I don't like. I mean, maybe if I was just doing it for training, like what Lachlan. I, I'm assuming Lachlan and Taylor was just for training because they just did one shift each. That's you know. I'm pretty sure <laughs> if they were just trying to train, they wouldn't have also just go train annihilated the competition. Yeah, I, I I don't know what the deal with them was. What 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 exactly they were trying to do? But I maybe maybe if I was just trying to have a long training ride and somebody was like, "Hey, do this race with us, please," I'd consider it. But if I'm actually taking the race seriously, there is no way that I right. will be on a team with people. I've got okay. So there there's a gravel race that's happening out here in iowa in like a couple months and it's a five person team time trial gravel race no but you have to do it as a team you can't do it solo. Yeah. so like, well, like, i'm just not gonna do the race i coach a friend of mine who know, does that every race. year oh really who's that he lives in he lives in des moines vance you know him oh yeah i know vance yeah one of my one of their big that's one of their big local races yeah one of my teammates was talking about this, and he's the guy. Like he starts last, and then however many the goal is to have your five man team. So finish as before many. he catches you. So yeah. are you riding? Are you riding together? Uh, like pace lining, or is it? Yeah. Or is yeah. it team relay style? No, no, it's pace lining. Oh, okay. Like you've got to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would actually. I'll I'll say that I think I would enjoy that a little bit better than team relay style. But you know what? I, you know what really gets me about um, Cape Epic and other races like Cape Epic is the fact that it's a team. Stop with the team thing, because then you have to like you never get to know who the fastest rider at the race is. It's always the fastest two riders, which one of the riders always gets sick. One of the riders always has a mechanical, and it just screws the <laughs> whole team up. It's like okay, do but- away with that. But but look it's at the, like the contrary. Like, look at like the <laughs> Grand Tours, you know, like or or you know, or just World Tour racing in general. It's team racing, but only one person wins. Mm-hmm. So like the rest of the team doesn't even get credit for it hardly. Yeah. So you'd rather yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I think so. At least with the Cape <laughs> Epic, like both people win. Yeah, I guess. But uh, you know what's? It's so frustrating watching because you're like, "Oh, this team is doing so good," but then one of them has a bad day, and the other one could the other one could rip everyone's legs off, and you can just see the frustration in their face. They're like, "I can't believe I have to putz around with this dude who's got stomach issues right now." Yeah, I remember that happened with Blevins a couple years. ago. It happens with every single yeah. team, dude. The getting two people through the Cape Epic without a problem is like close to impossible. True. You know, I don't know. I mean, you, you could try and convince them to start a solo category. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care enough to convince anybody, but I, I would just personally prefer if 
they did away with the team thing and made it a solo race. What do you think? I mean, it, to me, it just seems like it's kind of unique. Like I, th- I feel like it's that's like their their niche is well. Like there's not too many other races that are like that. It's unique to us as Americans, but in South Africa, there are actually a ton of races like that. So that's true. I think they're all copying Cape Epic. Well, I think aren't a lot of them part of the Epic like conglomerate? Yeah, but they're seeing the success of the Cape Epic, and they're I don't know trying to replicate that formula. Sure. So, so if the Lifetime Grand Prix in 2025 came out with a spinoff, and they said, "Hey, this year it's going to be two person duo the whole season," yeah, that would irk me, man. Would you quit? That would would really irk me. I mean, I don't know if I would quit, but who would you pick as your teammate? Well, I'm assuming I wouldn't pick. It would just be down to sponsorship, right? So I'd probably be teammates with like Adam Roberge. Yeah, but say you could you could buy a teammate. <laughs> with with my own money, like I have to pay my own money. I don't to know buy. how you get the money. I don't care. <laughs> you, well, I guess. I mean, I guess would, I would, would you, buy the fast the rules, but no, you would never get caught. Would you buy? Wait, you what? Buy it's against the rules to buy the yeah. teammate. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. Then he's straight edge, dude. <laughs> all right, dude. I all right. Let's let's just say it was that. That's just how it worked. It wasn't sponsor obligation. It was hey, these are the thirty. These are the thirty guys that we selected for the lifetime Grand Prix this year. You have to pick one of them to be your teammate. Well, I from think the, the obvious choice is to just pick the fastest one, which is Keegan. If I have that option, if I'm just well, like, they also have to agree to it. It's not like it's, they have to agree to, to it. So if I ask Keegan and he says no, is that it? Like I'm just booted, or I get to ask another person because I'll just go down the line, right? I'll just be like Keegan, no, Alexi, <laughs> no, Howard, or whoever's next, Russell, no. You know, <laughs> so inevitably you end, you'd end up with whoever's sixteenth. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably, like, if it was based on last year, I don't know, I'd be teammates with Lance, because he was one ahead of me, unless he says no, and then I have to go with the one behind me, which was, I don't know, I honestly can't remember. What they should do is they'll take whoever got first last year and whoever got last, and then pass that. Oh, yeah, Yeah, try and make it equal. Although, the thing is, like, it'd it'd actually be really interesting to see how that'd play out, because you're, you're only as strong as your weakest link in a sense, you can make yeah. your weakest link stronger by helping them out, right? Uh, Dude, but, that, but still, like, you know what that would mean? That would mean that my team would win because I'm I would be fifteen sixteen because you're right? the most mediocre out of the lifetime. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so if I if I'm if fifteen and sixteen are grouped together, which would be me and somebody else, Lance. Then everybody else has a weaker link than the two of us, right? Yeah. My we- yeah. the weakest link on our team would be me, and I'm supposedly You're the strong, sh- strongest, stronger the than links. seventeen through thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, no wonder you wanted to get sixteenth place. You were just sandbagging to try and get that premier placing. Right in this hypothetical universe that we created. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean. I guess. Uh, did anything else happen this weekend? Dude, Dizzle, what can you tell us about the new challenge tire, huh? You got it? I don't know anything about that one. You don't You don't even know about it? No, I know about it. it? I, I haven't ridden that one. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the getaway, and then hopefully they're coming out with another new one that they're going to send my way soon. What is it? What's the new one called? The new one is called the... 
Gravel Loco, uh, Gravel Gravier. I don't know. It's got a weird name. It sounds like the word gravel, but it's uh, not. Dude, that's, the word I gravel. think that's the one that they Gravine? just came, Gravine. I think is that's the Gravine? one that they just came out with. Yeah, is it that's what Gravine? I was asking you about. Yeah, it's Gravine. Off-road gravel racing, mm-hmm. so it's got like a lot of tread on it, and it's bulky. Looks kind of yeah, like. I was say it looks pretty. I think it kind of looks like the um, Griffo. Uh, and it only comes in a forty. I think it comes oh, in forty and, and 45. 40, 40 and forty-five. Yeah. Challenge yeah. is getting with the times. They uh, they're starting to pick up what we're putting down. Wider is better. And well, I don't. I mean, they don't protection. have a fifty yet. So are they are they really with the times though? They don't even have a fifty. I mean, how many people are buying fifty? 50c tires i mean if you were in charge of a if you were in charge of a tire company would you make tires just for dylan johnson to buy or for the mass market (laughs) to buy if it were me i'm gonna i'm gonna do my 40s and my 45 it just looks like a that's what most people are buying griffo so i i put out a uh i put out a poll on my youtube channel what is your preferred tire width for gravel riding i I actually did it for mountain bike and road i filled it out just to make sure it wasn't the what you wanted it to be like I, I just want to, I just want to screw, I just want to screw up your analytics. Okay, so the but I, percentage, I, mean, I, I, the percent- I answered it honestly. So the percentage of people that their preferred gravel tire width is fifty plus millimeters is nine percent. Nine percent, and forty to the 45? biggest, the biggest percentage, yeah, forty to forty four was forty nine percent. So seems all right. pretty sure challenges selling their tires to the right people. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm talking about is I'm not concerned about selling tires. I'm concerned about actually going fast, you know? Yeah, but if you're uh, in charge of selling here. tires for a tire company, you do what <laughs> sells tires. Maybe they need to disrupt the market and be like, you guys are all wrong. You need 50s. That's what I would do if I had a tire company. <laughs> yeah, true. Dude, I don't well, know. Yeah, hey, I, I've talked about it before. We could start our own ignition tire company. Yeah, but then you lose your challenge sponsorship. Mm. True. Yeah, and you'd have to stop. You'd have to stop um, investing in specialized through your through all <laughs> of your. If you're making your own tires, you you, you 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 get free tires that way too. Yeah, free. Is that is that would they be free? <laughs> I don't know if they would be free. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you convince yourself, at least. <laughs> convince yourself, uh, yes. dude. I don't know. I. I really like rocking the 47s or 50s, but I just, I know you hate what I'm about to say, but they just don't (laughs) feel faster. Like they just don't. It feels sluggish. I don't know how many times. Compared to 42s. Like I put 42s on and I'm like, holy crap. What makes you think that wider tires are faster? What? Because I've tested it. What? You're, you're like backyard test look, is that accurate that's what look, I'm, I'm i hate correct. tests that are inaccurate because it's it's like worse than not doing a test at all mm-hmm. look like i would trust adam's feelings over your why life. would you trust anyone's feelings about this dude how many times do i have to explain narrower tires feel right. faster but they're not Hold on. I'm gonna I understand to an extent, but like, I just want to know what your testing method is and or whatever. I mean, you like, I have a I have a um, a gravel segment that I do that I ride at the same power output and I time it, and then I switch wheels, the exact same wheel but with a different tire. Ride that gravel segment, and then I time it, and I usually do it at, at various pressures too. So I make sure that the pressure is 
is, you know, you have the same casing tension for the two tires, but then I'll test going higher and lower to see if what the optimal pressure is too. So like how, but how many runs do you do? Like what's your sample size? I mean, it's not a crazy big sample size because I don't have all the time in the world, but I'll do, I'll do like three or four runs usually when I, you know, per tire when I'm doing this. And what are the differences? I don't know. We're we're probably talking about a second or two over two, a two minute segment. That doesn't just, that doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so two, two minutes or or two. Yeah, but you, you average it out. So you're talking about, so if you do four runs that are two minutes, that's eight minutes total. And then if it's a two second difference, that's an eight second difference. Yeah, sure. Over eight minutes or over. Whatever, and then if you extrapolate that out to like the duration of unbound, we're talking about seven or eight minutes of difference. Okay, but there could be so many other variables. I know, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to control for as many variables as I can. I, I, I recognize that this isn't perfect. I'll give you that, Scott. I recognize this isn't a perfect yeah, test. Right. But you, sh- you can't like freak out at people for. Like well, you want to you want to know what is way worse than what I just described is what Adam is doing, where he just puts forty twos on. Is like, dude, these these feel so fast. Yeah, I don't think you should. Right, I'm not feeling. Here's the thing, like, though, is I know that that feeling is probably wrong, right? But I'm still because you're friends with me. Into it. I know. Yeah. So I I was gonna pull up. I I did a. This is doing why, like this is why KOM road cyclists. This why this is why road cyclists were so like the they're so late to adopt wide tires, um, and it's because wide tires on a road bike or any bike for that matter it doesn't have to be a road bike, mountain bike, gravel, whatever your unicycle, it always feels slower. Okay, so let me ask you this. So I did a segment last fall. It was like an it was this uphill KOM segment. Um, I did it the first time on 47s, and my time was 4 minutes and 27 seconds, 19.3 miles an hour at 379 watts. I didn't get it. So then I went back with 42s. My time was 350, 22.4 miles an hour, so 3.1 miles an hour faster, but it was 35 watts higher, 414 watts. Do you think what that's you, such a big difference in wattage? Well, that's what I'm asking. Do you think 35 <laughs> watts was enough to to cancel out the whatever it was dude, for 47 seconds? Dude, or no, 35, 37 seconds. 35 watts is an insane difference in power. I thought you were gonna. I thought I knew there was gonna be a difference in power, but I thought no, it was gonna I, be like I, five I, watts or something. I guess I never looked back to see how much more power I did the second time. So I was I was I was hoping to use that to like as an example for why 42s I mean, are faster. Yeah, but. that is. That is utterly useless. I need to so. go back and just do it at the same power and see if it'll... What speed, Dylan, are you doing this? Are you doing the same section? Yeah, so there's an out and back. So the out is 16 miles an hour. How do you know, wait, and the how back do, how is do you 20. know that you're turning at the same pace? No, no, I don't turn. Like, I do the out, time it, do the back, time it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so the out, the out is a 16 mile per hour average. The back is a 20 mile per hour average. Okay, and what do you do in a gravel race? Like twenty miles an hour? Twenty. All right. <laughs> so, in, yeah, in, like in the difference one? is one second. You're saying 
Well, it depends on what we're talking. I mean, I've done tires before that are a 10 second difference between the two tires. Like if you're testing a really atrocious tire versus a really fast tire. Didn't you test that like anti-flat thing? Yeah, dude, that was, I extrap. So the, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast too, but the um, Tannis, the Tannis liner that you have to run a tube with. This is why Keegan won't come on the podcast. This is how much slower. No, it's different. This is different than the actual. Yeah, this doesn't isn't matter. The, this isn't the tennis. tubeless insert. This is the one with the tube in it. That tire, <laughs> I extrapolated it out over the distance of Unbound, would be one hour slower to run that insert. If you were time trialing Unbound. Sure, but like, dude, an hour slower (laughs) over a 10 hour race is ridiculous. Like, if it theoretically, like, if Keegan could make it to the end of Unbound with that insert, which I mean, I I wouldn't put it past him, he probably would have had to do like 30 or 40 more watts. But for somebody who's gonna like potentially flat five or six times and they're not very good at fixing their flats and let's just say it takes 10 minutes per flat that's like a worthwhile investment and then they don't have to stop for an hour and fix yeah. flats they just ride an hour slower so, so i agree so, drew you should run it so drew yeah so the uh the race bejible for uh bwr oh, yeah came i out. meant to look that up dang you sent it to me too you didn't look at it yet dude nah. i'm not even racing and i already looked at it Good. Tell me all the insights. Did they take out the single track? I mean, whether it was the uh, same or no, not the same. I've, no, the single track. I've never done it, so I don't really. So either way, it was actually, be. I would say that if anything, the it's even harder this year, percentage wise, oh, really? because because oh. the race is much shorter. They cut out like twenty miles of pavement. Oh, that's Ooh, not. But good. all the single track is pretty pretty close to the same. Like so, now it's like fifty percent single track, more or less. Why'd they make it shorter? Maybe not single track. It's like some of it's gravel, I guess. They consider it to be on. It's 50% on road or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's only 107 miles. <sighs> Dang, dude. It sounds Dang. like you need to run that fork. I'm going there to. No, I can't. I already, <laughs> I already Wait, took it off. Set? I'm not putting it back on. When is this race? Two weeks. Or next it's in like two weeks. It's next, you go do next it, Saturday. It's like. Dude, are you going to run the Where? new. Are you going to run the Where? new challenge tires? The, the, the beef boys? Mm-mm. The Beef Boys? <laughs> no, I like my getaways. Or I like my, uh, I like my um, getaways. I'll run those. Hmm. Uh, Scott, it's in Cave Creek, which is basically North Phoenix. Wow. Dude, I'm going to be in Arizona fuck? during this race. You should go, Scott. You would. You could win this race for no, sure. No, I'm not going. I, Dude, why that's so, golf, that's why do you guys always say that about also, him, but you never say it about me? <laughs> Scott, you can win this also, race. I, Drew. Also, I don't, I don't tires? think Scott could. <laughs> I don't think Scott could win this. Scott could win mid south because it's that about likely to every come down race. to a sprint finish. But <laughs> but Scott is not likely to win win this one because you know, like Keegan and Blevins could very well show up, and also it's it's kind of like a mountain bike race. So it sounds like it's dude, pretty stacked. I, I mean, Scott's skilled man in like a week that's like i'm not that's part dude, of why i would say that scott could hang i'm not saying skilled. i'm not saying scott isn't skilled i'm saying when it's a mountain bike race drafting matters less so he can't just sit in the pack and wait for the sprint i am undefeated in gravel <laughs> i'm undefeated in gravel <laughs> i've never been beat dude, uh <laughs> drew do you have what do you have the email for this for what I'm trying to pull up the course. 
But it's canceled. it's saying that like the link is broken. <laughs> oh, I'm on the I'm on the I don't know. I'm on the Bible right now. You you were able to pull what, it up. Uh, oh, I can't get it to come up. Uh, so yeah, dude, it's saying like the the link is broken or something. Something's wrong with it. I don't know why it's not working. Mm, sad. Uh, so here's the kicker, though. So so last year the race finished with all these uh, like paved climbs, like it was like paved like steep rollers through this neighborhood it was about 10 miles Mm -hmm. this year they're cutting that out um and they're cutting out a big like false flat paved section that took place like 40 miles from the finish Mm -hmm. so the the course is actually a lot different than it was last year i wish that it would actually load on my end so i could look at it Mm -hmm. um but drew i i i think it's actually kind of tricky to decide what tires to run so the race now is going to finish on a false flat descent for like 10 miles. I've already decided. Oh, wow. What's the, dis- why is it so hard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because to me, like a, the descent, like the downhill finish seems kind of tricky to Dude, I think Dude, I think you need to throw those Tannis inserts in there, man. Bro, I don't even know Dude, what those yeah, are, seriously, Dylan. extra rolling weight, man. All mm. that momentum downhill. Do I have to pay? Dude, we were just, do I have to pay we for We were just them? talking about them. It's yeah, but I don't. I'll, I will, I'll give them to you. Actually, I'll, I'll give them to you. <laughs> I've got them in my shed. I'll give them to you. What if you fill your tire completely with tire sealer? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically that's basically, that's basically, that's basically what I did at Mid South or not Mid South. Uh, Big Sugar. Sugar. That's basically what I did. At really? You can, hear, you, Dude, can I hear put, you can hear it. You can hear it sloshing. Oh man! <laughs> like an entire an entire thirty two ounce bottle of sealant. I used the whole almost the whole thing between the front and rear wheel. Why? So I wouldn't flat because everybody at Big flat. Sugar gets like hyper. I mean, yeah, you there are a lot of flats, but I know, like been dude, there. when people there get there, it's like the the hype about flats gets even more hyped because everybody's talking about it. Like you should have seen Admiral Burrs the day of the the day before the race. I thought he was going to have a panic attack because of his fear <laughs> of flatting. Like seriously, he was And then he flatted. He was freaking out about tires and flatting and I'm like, dude, you're not doing yourself any favors right now. Dude, like, you know what's if crazy? you flat, you was, flat. Like, dude, it Come on. And then he flatted. Oh, dude, I, and then he I was thinking about this. I don't know why this came up. I think I was listening to a show and they were talking about flat tires. Um, I went all of 2023 season without getting a single flat in training or in racing. And in 2022, I thought about that year. I only got one flat and it, wow. and I plugged it in 30 seconds. It was a race and I kept going. Nice. So in two seasons, like 15 or 16,000 miles, I only got one flat. So if you just believe that you're not going to flat, dude, you just don't flat. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Adam, def- Adam Robert definitely believed he was going to flat. It big yeah, he, and he did flat within he, he 10 miles of the race. He probably his tire with his mind. <laughs> okay. But also get this, the podium. So first, second, and third place, they all flatted and still got on the podium. All three of them. What's your definition of a flat? I mean, they, like they, there was air coming out of their tires. They had to stop, plug it, and put a CO two in. Like they didn't have to put a tube okay. in. That's, you had to put more air in. Yeah, yeah. What if you start with way too much pressure, assuming you're going to flat, and then when you flat, it I, there there are people, people doing that. There are people that do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you flat in one of these races, is it just because you smoke a uh, rock or something, or like what? Yeah, so you know how in a road race when you're in a big bunch of dudes, you can't see anything that's coming up, but it doesn't matter because you're on a smooth road? I guess, yeah. 
Yeah, so imagine that, but there's potholes and like gnarly rocks and Yeah, but just... don't you see everyone else's like heads move and stuff? No, like, dude. People just blast people just hit them. <laughs> like when you see like when there's like a speed bump in a road race, you yeah, see yeah. head go up. No, you like, can oh, well, you can sort of see people avoid up. stuff, but a lot of times like a lot of times that doesn't happen and people just smoke stuff. You know? Is that a yeah. tactic where you just like try to roll <laughs> over the speed bumps without making uh disturbing your uh body position and then people Yeah, I mean it, it. yeah, you know. That's uh like if you see a massive pothole coming and you're on the front, you just bunny hop it and then hopefully the guy behind you just goes over the bars. All right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Life, I was able to pull the course up. So t- tell me what what do you, what tires are you going to run? I was going to do you said you already the decided. challenge getaway XP's 40s. Okay. 40s? 40s, 45s, I don't know. I haven't mounted them up yet. It'll be a... Um, it's one second slower over a two-minute gravel know, section in North like, Carolina. You know what? I'm really, like, scratching so the, my head the, on it. <clears throat> the course starts with a with a nine-mile false flat uphill. Uh, then you drop into the first single track section. Can you section, put this thing which in, is the, like pretty, put this in the comments so I can look at it? I thought you said you pulled it up. I know I'm on the Bible, I, but where's that? I, I'm like, there's so many pages of this thing. I haven't even got to the part about the courses yet. Here what do you? You don't read anything, dude. You just get to go to straight <laughs> to page 23. It shows you the course. That's all you need to know. Oh, Drew, Drew just you're just remember Drew just the, skims and then gives his. Yeah, yeah that's true. I just I mean I I, I raised you're just it last looking year, at so the, I, I know that there's not like a oh yeah a ride with GPS. I got it. Yeah, oh. I mean you can go to that. I'm just looking at the map. So yeah, you drop into some single track for like five miles, and it's like pretty fast, a little bit loose, but tame single track. Like you're not going to flat or anything on that. And then you get into some gravel, and it's like super fast, kind of rolling gravel. And then it's a bunch of pavement. And then once you get to mile like 35, that's when you hit like the real single track. That's the good stuff. That's when you go through like McDowell. Um, but then here's the thing. So when you get to mile like 80... You have like this screaming paved descent down the Bartlett like damn road. Okay. And yeah. then you then there's a single track climb and a pretty gnarly single track descent from like mile ninety to ninety-five. Okay. And then yeah. after that you pop out on the road and then it's nine miles descending pavement back to the finish. So, so you're saying I feel like that 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 single track descent is actually probably going to be pretty decisive well, from like mile 90 on. Isn't it? That's assuming that I make it to the top of mile 90 with uh, with fast people. Correct. Yeah, that's asking a lot, buddy. Mm. <laughs> that's why I thought Scott was going to win and not you. Yeah. Dude, I'll be in Arizona <laughs> with a gravel bike. Yeah, you could easily do it. Scott, what day is your golf outing? Uh, it's on it's on a Saturday, I believe. But then we have a Grand Fondo on Sunday. But what's the date? Uh, March. March. 2nd? Yeah, it's the same Third? day. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. same weekend. Oh, dude, that sucks, man. You guys, why dude, are you the entire event the same weekend as the entire Project Echelon team could have done the race? Still could, yeah. If we can't, no, dude. I'm wait. I would really rather play golf than do this. True. Right, Adam. Yeah. Yo, when are you going to get the ear flap helmet, man? The ear flap helmet? Yeah, the one that covers your ears. You guys are sponsored by Cask, right? Yeah. No what? idea. Cask Probably doesn't not. Cask doesn't put Project Echelon high on their priority of new products to give out. <laughs> it's not high on my priority to worry about. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't know. Is it faster? I, I don't know. I mean, I would assume because it, you know, according to the internet, it looks way worse. So why, do you why think else it's would you just it? to keep your ears tighter to your head? You know, like um, you just, it has like a ear tuck. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen what the reasoning for doing it is. I would assume it's aerodynamics because it's on their aero helmet. No, dude. When so you when you're listening to, uh, to music you in your headphones, you don't have all that wind noise. That can't that that your... That's okay. definitely a side benefit for sure. The yeah. wind noise. Yeah, dude. That sucks, man. You gotta like crank up the volume on your your headphones, and you still can't hear it super well. It's all the wind. Yeah, psychological advantage. Yeah, actually, that that used to be a thing. What back when, uh, like when I was a junior playing golf. Um, if it was like a super windy day, even if it wasn't super cold, sometimes I would wear like a beanie, like a stocking hat to cover my ears because the perception of the wind, like the wind echoing through your ears makes it feel and seem like it's way windier than it actually is. <laughs> so I would like wear a stocking cap to like cover the wind and it would make it, it would like give the perception that it wasn't as windy. You still have to account for the wind, but it doesn't, it doesn't like intimidate you as much. <laughs> so maybe in cycling, you want the opposite because it makes you Dude. feel like you're going faster. Does anybody have a good answer for why riding into a headwind feels so much worse than riding up a climb? Because in in theory, they're just both resistance, right? One is yeah, wind resistance, and the other is gravitational. But like, why is riding into a headwind so much worse? Probably because there's you, you uh, like when you're going uphill, you you know you're going uphill, so it's like. You expect it's like the I think it's the expectation. Like you expect to be going slower because you're going uphill, but then going into the wind on a flat road, you like expect like your perception is like oh, I should be going twenty miles an hour right now or twenty two miles an hour, but you're only mm-hmm. going twelve. And there's no like there's no mountaintop like reward either. Like what's the reward? You get yeah. to turn left and get a crosswind. That sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I I I, 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 mean, I agree. I'll be I'll be riding on a flat road and I know there's a headwind. Like I can see all the things around me blowing in my direction, like flags and grass, and I feel the wind and I'm like, I know there's a headwind right now, but I I feel like I physically can't put out as much power when there's a headwind versus when I'm going up a climb. Oh uh, well part of that is just the like biomechanics of it. Like when you're on a when you're on a climb for, for whatever reason it just seems like you're you're able to like like your position on the bike gets a little more efficient for pedaling. I don't I don't know exactly why. Like this this can't be replicated, <laughs> but um, that's pretty common that people can't put out as much power on flats as they can on a climb. Yeah, no, I know I know that that's common. Um, so, so what's the question? I don't know. It's why, <laughs> but so for me, that's actually I I would say that I, there's not that big a difference between what I can do on a flat and what I can do on a climb. Like we're, yeah, if I went as hard as, if I went as hard as I could for 20 minutes up a climb versus on a flat, it's probably maybe a watt or two difference. It's really not that big between those two efforts. Cause you've trained that at this point, but you're saying, so now throw a headwind in the mix and you're going to go slower. I would say, I would say that my, my headwind 20 minute power would actually be lower than my non headwind 20 minute power Hmm. on the same road. What if it was a headwind on a descent? So you're going fast, <laughs> but you can still pedal. Yeah, just catching so much wind. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. Scott, how's that? Uh, how's that wax chain working out for you? Did you install it on your bike yet? Um, I've got some wax chains. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I haven't installed uh, 
the one you I sent just us a picture you. using that that new Silka thing. Oh yeah, yeah. What's it I called? It? Like, uh, <laughs> let it go. The Crockpot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's called the Wax, the Chain Wax System. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Did they should have just it? called it something sick like the Crockpotinator. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. They need to come up with 4, a 000. sweet name for it. Yeah. It basically looks like a. Yeah. Uh, I said this in our text, but it looks like a an easy bake oven, but for grown men. You know, like it's got all the cool colors. It's it's really just the most basic thing ever. It's just a, a crock pot. But they've they've added all these little features to it to make it look awesome. It's basically like an easy yeah. bake oven. And you gotta remember to so you guys stick the little wire thing through the tra- chain before you uh yeah, before you dunk the. I mean, that's yeah. That's, yeah. I didn't do that. No, you <laughs> you take the chain in your bare hand and you just dunk that thing into the boiling hot wax, <laughs> and you let it sit there while it's your like, hand melts, and then you pull it out. Yeah, Scott, how'd like, you get it out? Chain out with a fork, and then like trying to push the wire through a the fork. <laughs> Did you later use that fork to eat your dinner? No, I washed without it. washing it. <laughs> I washed. Yeah, I think it's probably edible. It's probably fine. Don't yeah. don't tell people it's edible. <laughs> you don't know what's in there. No, but I did use. Uh, yeah, did you use the strip chip? Yeah. Have you used it? Yeah. Yeah, dude, Drew, this is going to solve all your problems. Yeah, you don't have to. So easy, dude. So it's, actually, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we were we, we were talking about chain waxing, and Drew, you were I don't know what you you were mentioned something about like your stripping process and. We got a lot of comments about from people that were like, "You idiots have no idea what you're doing." They like they like sent us like the instructions, like this is how you're supposed to wax your chain, and it's like someone That's was even great. like, "I don't know how you fools made it through college," and I was like, "Okay, come on, like trying to equate chain waxing to like dude. yeah, college." Yeah, you see the idiots like, that on. make it through college? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And also, what <laughs> class do you learn how to wax a chain in college? Yeah, I think it's For more real. following instructions. <laughs> That's the that's the problem is yeah I didn't read the instructions none of us for the chain thing or the strip chip but I think I did it okay it worked <laughs> so anyways so I feel like after that episode Soka felt bad for us so they sent us these crockpotinator four thousands and it's supposed to help ma- it like it makes the whole process easier yeah so it's got me- the crockpot it's got the like <laughs> the wire that you hang the chain from to like let it drip. Adam um, texted me. It's got this like, adjustable like, nozzle for like the temperature on it. Did you get one of these too? Adam texted me and said, did you get one of these too? Or did they just feel bad for me? And I was like, no, nah, I got one too. I thought <laughs> I was having the same thought. I was like, they must have listened to like how much I was struggling <laughs> and sent me this thing to make it easier. But luckily that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, I, think it, I think they just felt bad for all of us. Probably. But dude, the strip chip though. So this is sick. So now you don't have to use that, you know, whatever your isopropyl alcohol mixed with mineral spirits mixed with whatever other weird chemicals is like and blasted you just with drop my, this little puck in with my massage gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I can't leave that part out. Yeah. No, did you just drop this little, this little chip into the wax and the melts into the wax and then you can put a brand new factory chain into the wax and it strips off the grease for you. All in one process. It's a game Sick. changer for sure. Yeah. Seriously, game changer. Yeah. So, like, you guys, I mean, I've been talking about this. It makes it so much easier. It does. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Because 
Honestly, the the worst part of waxing the chain, and if you haven't waxed your chain yet, you probably already know this by listening to us ramble about how to strip a chain, is stripping the chain. Stripping the chain is the worst part of waxing the chain. Yeah, and this does it for you. <laughs> yeah. And you can then reuse the wax still, too. Like, yeah, it, it which I didn't know that wax. at first. I thought you just had to, like, throw that wax out. But, yeah, you can just reuse it as wax. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sick. So I have been very waxing averse for a long time, even though like Dylan, I mean, we've gone to races together where Dylan's like literally like, dude, I'll wax your chain for you. And I'm just like, it's not (laughs) worth your time or my time to do this. Like, it's just such a tedious process. I'm like, I'm just going to drip some lube on my chain. It's going to be fine. But now, like, I feel like with the chains wax system, whatever, crockpot 4,000, uh, between that and the strip chip, dude, it's actually way easier than I thought it was. Because, yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to do it, like, for every single training ride always. Like, I'll probably still use some lube in between, you know, when the wax starts to wear out and, like, the next time. But um, I'll definitely do it for races now. Actually, cool. I'm stoked to do it for Mid-South because there's literally nothing better than... And this is the this is the bike I put it on was my single speed, a single speed bike with a wax chain, dude. It's like it's like it's like you're riding on a like a carpet. It's like so smooth, you like can't hear anything. <laughs> it's kind of like a belt drive. Have you ever ridden a belt drive bike? Uh, I have. Yeah, belt drives like are that. less efficient than chains, though. Yeah. Okay. So it is the more efficient version of a belt drive bike, where it's like silent and smooth. You can't like can't even tell that you're pedaling. Yeah, it's sick. So I'm gonna be honest. I have I have no idea what's going on right now. Are we? Is this like our first ad read or something? Uh, sure. Are you reading anything? That? <laughs> I'm not reading anything, but I was just confused. Like no one, no one was brief before the podcast. So I was. You know, <laughs> what do we need? <laughs> insert, we need to brief. Insert. You, what, what, what do we normally here. brief about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we, have, week, do we have a code to give them or something? Oh, um, I guess so. Yeah, I guess I should have said that. Yeah, it's Bonk Bros. If you type nice. in Bonk Bros, you get discount. 15% off. Sick. Yeah. All right. This wow. is our first sponsor. All lowercase. All lowercase. Yeah. And I would recommend the Strip Chip and the Crockpotinator 4000. Like, I think both maybe of those you should, combined dude, makes maybe it so much easier. sponsor us, you should actually learn what it's called. <laughs> Why does it matter? <laughs> Yeah, but now no, now they have to sponsor us again because we now, did it wrong. Now, so, now people are going to look up Silka Crockpotinator 4000 and nothing's going to come They'll up. They'll find it. They'll find it. Yeah, yeah I mean, the chest. ultimate chain I, wax I, I, I system. Have, I would search. I would search. Wait, where'd you find it? Ultimate chain wax technically not out yet. system. Um, there is a review. Uh, there's a review of it as of 56 minutes ago on escape.com or something. Oh, yeah, because it came out today. Yeah. It comes out today. And there's already a review of it from an hour ago. Today meaning when we put this podcast out or right now when we're physically recording right this podcast? Right now when we're recording. So it's called the Chain Waxing System. Ultimate Chain Okay, the Crockinator, Crockpotinator no, it's not. It's I'm looking at the website right now. It's on there. It's okay. called Chain well, Waxing System. Okay, yeah, because I think it just came out like this morning. So I guess I could have looked it up. <laughs> yeah, but... Dude, key to this you know is to remember we, to use a little wire. We need wire to come thing. up with some Bonk Bros stickers, and one of them is going to be the Crockpotinator 4000. So you can just slap that bad boy on your chain waxing system and call it a day. Nice. 
Dude, on the website, the strip chip looks just like a chocolate bar. It, yeah, <laughs> it does. Don't eat it. Yeah, it looks pretty good. But I just read yeah, something. I, I, I think they put I'm something. Sure the, uh, I think the they waxes. put something in it to make it not taste good, so that people wouldn't eat it. Mm. Smart. Was, yeah, smart. <laughs> that is smart. Especially because it's called chip. <laughs> yeah. You Dude, you know that just... uh, you know that Boyd tire sealant smells like bubble gum. Wow, that's dangerous. I, I know I'm not supposed to talk about another company's tire sealant during our ad read, but okay. it does. Why? It doesn't matter. You're not saying <laughs> that's a good thing or a bad it. thing. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's. It, yeah, I don't know. It's <clears throat> it's kind of pinkish and it looks that like actually, bubble gum. That probably makes sense. Just just like just dilute. Just put a bunch of pieces of chewed up also, bubble gum in like water or something, and and just put yeah. that in your tire. Mm. Yeah, I. Actually, also, you probably want something other the, than water. Uh, doesn't doesn't uh, Need, not like, that I've not that I've ever used muck off lube in my life. I've only used Silka since since the dawn of time. But doesn't muck off lube kind of smell like candy or something? No, never used it. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I'm more of a WD forty kind of guy. Until <laughs> <Okay>. now, <laughs> in the aerosol can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's just aim it from like six feet away at the whole. Have bike. you have you seen yeah. how WD forty from perform, the non drive performs side. on the lube test though? Is this quite same, well? Is this you riding around a gravel road with her <laughs> same test? <laughs> no, dude. This is like done by professionals. It's not even mid pack. All right, but here's the thing with WD forty lube though, and I know we're not supposed to be <laughs> talking or advertising. Why are you talking so but much about another? No, dude. <laughs> The sick thing with WD-40 is like, yeah, it might not be as efficient once you get 20 miles into it. But, dude, you can spray that shit on any time, dude. While you're going, you just spray it like it's like, you know, that's got like a six foot range. You could spray it from while you're still in your hoods. Uh, a six foot range? So you're At like least, dude, it's maybe spraying your chain from six feet away, getting it all over the rotor and everything? I mean, it depends on how accurate you are. Okay. I'm just well, saying it's way easier to relube your chain while you're riding. You can you can fit that bad boy right in your like down tube cage. Yeah, but if dude, if you wax your chain right, honestly, you shouldn't need to be relubing in the middle of a ride. Touche. Like I, yes. I the the Silka X wax for it it'll last an entire unbound without having to relube. <clears throat> if it's not um if it's not muddy, if it's not if it's a muddy year, you're you're screwed. Like no lube is gonna last. But for, I'm I'm not joking right now. Seriously, you could go the entire unbound on one I wonder if, chain. I wonder if you could just relube it with chapstick. Dude, have you seen I am talking about another lube company's lube again, but like have you seen <laughs> the wax lube that looks like a deodorant thing and you you just rub it on your chain like so as could if you're you do that your while you while you're while you're riding, you just like, you know, stick it down there on the chain ring and No, wax. I think zero friction cycling tested that and it tested really poorly. Because it no, didn't, okay. the dude, wax actually didn't get in between the links. Mm. Silka, I saw this video. Do you even know how to use deodorant? <laughs> what? <laughs> Scott was making fun of Dylan, and it was funny. Um, Silka had this, like, I saw this video. I don't know if Silka, I don't know. But it showed somebody using their their drip wax, uh, and but they were putting it individually on every single link. Do you have to do that? Like... Uh, it, I mean, that's the recommended technique. It would take like 10 most minutes. Lubes. You know, like, like most people just like, you know, tilt it upside down, <gasps> zip the crank yeah. backwards a few times. 
I mean that, yeah, that's, that's, and then I go a step further and I'll take my fingers and then I'll do it more. Cause I feel like when I put my fingers, it pushes the wax in there. Is that accurate? Scientific method. Uh, I, I've Mm -hmm. seen that recommended, I guess. I'm onto something. (laughs) Sure. It does make your finger all waxy though. Yeah. But wax is not even, but that's the cool thing about like the whole waxing your chain thing is like your chain there's way less black crap that comes off your chain. Like, uh, like when I was normally just lubing my chain with normal lube, like every couple of days, my, I could take a rag and do a couple backspins and like the whole rag is black and there's black crap all over my hands. Now there's like none of that. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad you figured um, that out in 2024, Drew. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> you guys want to do some listener questions? Mm-mm. Yeah, let's do it. That we was done good, that in like a month at least. That was a solid ad read, guys. Good job. <laughs> it lasted yeah, way we'll longer than it needed to, and we talked about other companies. It's perfect. <laughs> Silk is gonna be yeah. Silk is gonna be so proud of us. And and we didn't get the name of any of their products right. Uh, yeah, how the strip chip, dude. Strip. Oh chip. yeah, strip chip. We got that one right. Code Bonk Bros. All lower. Uh, that's right. Fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. That's $15 on their new wax system, which is $100. You could save $15. Wow, dude, you're so good at math. Wow. <laughs> we graduated college with these brains. <laughs> All right. Uh, this comes from uh, Luz Bluss. <laughs> uh, below are a few questions that I would like to have answered during the show. A Number few. one. A few is like an understatement. There's like 12. Oh, wow. uh, does Dylan feel a difference between mountain bike tires and 650B that he tried in one of the gravel races in his current setup that is 700C? I can only fit mountain bike tires of smaller diameter in my frame, and I am wondering how much I am losing. Mm. So basically, no, like, do you feel a difference between the 650B race kings and the 700C race kings or 29er? Um, yeah, I don't necessarily feel a difference, but I would also say that what I feel would be irrele- irrelevant, you know? So there's the answer we were looking for. I would, I would theorize that it's slightly slower. Um, the Renee Hurst did a test on this. They did 650 B versus 700. And their conclusion was that it wasn't, st- there wasn't a statistically significant difference between the two. Although 700 was slightly faster, but it wasn't enough to be statistically significant. Was and it more thing- than one second? It was it was a small amount. It was a really small amount. And my thing was, look, you didn't do that many repetitions. Like maybe if you had actually repeated many times, it would have gotten to the point where it was it was statistically significant. Right. Right. But either way, it's not going to be a huge it's not going to be a huge difference. Hmm. So would you would you still recommend 650B mountain bike tires over 700C gravel tires then? Uh, Depends on the course. Big sugar. Yes. Okay. Uh, is Reynolds gravel wheel set of Dylan's choice or is he sponsored by Reynolds? I'm <laughs> sponsored by Reynolds and now it's time for me to do my ad read on Reynolds guys. So are we doing that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? I have all kinds. Can we get paid for that too? I've been, pl- I've been like, mes- I've been like <laughs> contemplating like how far do I, like how much of my own sponsors can I talk about on the Bonk Bros? Because I've got like five different coupon codes that people can use. And if you want Dude, to you use can them. Talk ab- you can talk about your own sponsors on Bonk Bros for sure. But if you start throwing out coupon codes, codes we're going to make fun of you. 
Good. I don't care if you make fun of me. I want to make money. And if people use the codes, I make money. So make fun of me all you want, but I'm trying to make some money, dude. All right. So this week I got connected. Yes, Reynolds. Reynolds is a okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Reynolds yes, Reynolds is a is a wheel sponsor. Okay. Uh cool. Next question. I have never peed in my bibs because I would never pop it would never pop up in my head, but since I listened to your show about this issue, I think that is a great idea for racing. However, I cannot control the valve while in motion. Any advice how to improve that? Probably this will save me more time than gravel aero frame, the best wheels, oversized pulley, aero suit, and all of the other uh, marginal gains combined. Uh, I would agree wow. with that. That's probably true. If you're stopping yeah. a pee well, versus de- peeing your chamois, depends on I mean, how depends on how much you're peeing in a race. I would say. Let's say an average twice. I would say that if I had to stop and pee every time I felt like I needed to pee during Leadville, I would have lost 10 minutes. Did That's you stop and pee at all? Were you not <laughs> no, on? we <laughs> talked about this, dude. He just, he just pissed his chamois every time. Were you not on for that episode? Dude, I can't. I was so cold in the last race that I did that I would stop, but I would pee myself because I couldn't pee <laughs> while I was riding. And I wanted, it was the only way to warm myself up. Okay, so Scott, you're in agreement. If it's a cold, wet race, it's okay to pee your chamois. 100%. Dude, I'm not letting that body heat escape. I was purposely, like, peeing on parts of my body that were cold. <laughs> That's like Sammy Sosa, who used to pee on his hands before every single time Dude, he It sounds ridiculous, but when you're in the moment, I'm going to do whatever I can to warm up, because there's nothing else to you can do. What if do? your face is cold? Uh, that I... <laughs> That's not possible, but <laughs> waste down, waste down. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Like, there's no other options. Mm-hmm. It's I like mean, you're probably too cold to even like pull your bibs down, anyways. Like, yeah. even if you wanted to pee outside of your chamois, you probably couldn't have. Yeah, like you're too cold to put clothes on. You can't change your clothes. It's impossible. You're yeah. in a race, so yeah. you just stop. And pee, and then why did you stop though? That's what I want to know. It sounds like you have the same valve control issue that this guy does. Honestly, because then I had to like chase back on when the race was easy. Like you get so cold when the race was easy. Oh, so you so So it was a benefit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did we answer that guy's question? You just wanted advice for like how to open the valve while you're in motion. Okay, well, Drew's, Drew is going to make a whole sure. video about this eventually. Man, I guess. Um, it'll only be up on YouTube for a limited amount of time this. because I need to do this take sooner it down rather than later. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to catch it fast, though, because YouTube is going to take it down for unlawful content. No, dude, if he's peeing in his chamois, dude, I think that's fine. There's got to be YouTube videos about peeing your pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I would point this guy, you know, look up some videos on YouTube for like how best practices for peeing your pants, because they're pretty relevant. I feel like it's just, it's not a matter of like being in motion. It's just the fact that like you have to get over the fact that you're peeing your pants and like, yeah, it's, you know, for it's 20, hard. 30, 50 years, I don't know how old you are. You've been told that that's not cool, but we're giving you permission. Like peeing your pants can be You cool. ain't cool unless you pee your pants. If you're cold enough, do whatever it takes. <laughs> you'll do whatever it takes. I like I like that this guy is is try, is uh, practicing and training though. That's that's good. True, that is key. Uh, assuming sponsorships are not an issue, can each of you name 
uh, frame, wheels, group sets, etc. of your dreams, would adding carbon, titanium, or similar light disc rotors, cranks, chain rings to your setup be an option? Basically, just wants us to. Talk yeah, we can't do that. Bikes. We're all sponsored, so we'd all have no. to say definitely, definitely exactly the, what we are sponsored by. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know I if any say, of us are like like bike nerds <laughs> enough to even like have a. I mean, I don't know, dude. I would say that state all yeah. road man is just really <laughs> yeah. getting my goose. <laughs> getting my goose. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Dude, Think actually, about all I, the racks and fenders I could put on that thing. I actually, I, it, I, I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but I will be coming into possession of one of my dream bikes very soon. Why can't you talk about it? Uh, He's just not, saying that to make himself sound cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, how many times do you think when people say I can't talk about this yet, someone actually told them not to talk about it? Probably, probably like less than ten percent. Probably not many. <laughs> yeah, probably not many. Yeah. All right. I because if they it. really yeah, you, you pull my leg, I can talk about it. If they really couldn't talk about it, then they just wouldn't talk about it. You You're know? sponsored by <laughs> yeah, State but, too. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting a uh, yeah. It's a, it's a super super duper wow. Stateinator four thousand. I don't. Know. <laughs> no, dude, I'm getting a custom mosaic drop bar mountain bike. Oh wow! Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Titanium tie. Yeah. Hmm. So you mean tie with custom geo, and that's a key part. Like I feel like if there's one bike out there that custom geometry makes sense, it's the drop bar mountain bike. Okay, what are you doing? What, how are you changing the geo on it versus a normal mountain bike? Um, significantly reducing the reach so that I can have a little bit more of like a traditional gravel bike fit mm-hmm. on it instead of running like a sixty mil stem. So I should be able to run like a ninety mil stem on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I adjusted a couple things with like the head tube angle to try and get like the trail a little bit more reasonable, um, mm-hmm. for like better handling climbing uphill particularly. Um, I think it like descending wise, I don't think is a problem, but sometimes like with this super slack head tube angle, uh, you get like a little bit of like the front wheel feels like it's kind of walking out underneath you on steep climbs. So I adjusted that a little bit and then bottom bracket height. I adjusted that a little bit. Um, and then short chain stays, clearance for 2.4 tires and ability to run a 40 tooth chain ring. Wow. Yeah, no, that that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Speaking of mosaic, this is only peripherally related to mosaic, but the only mosaic sponsored writer I know, uh, Brennan Wirtz, did you see that he did 485 Watts for an hour? The other day. Yeah, I gotta say though, I was a little disappointed because I had heard that he was a 500 watt FTP guy, and he just I think, didn't quite I, I live up to that done, expectation. I think he's done 500 for 20 minutes, That's and we're barely cracking 400. Well, what are I, we, I mean, how's he? How's he not winning races? <laughs> what's wrong with What's wrong with him? And what's yeah, wrong with he us? also? What he heck? also does weight. I mean, he does. He does weigh two hundred pounds. So I don't care how heavy. That's you are. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He almost did almost five hundred for an hour, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Matt Beer's FTP, meaning one hour power, is five hundred watts, and Matt Beer's is lighter than Brendan Wirtz's. is. All right, so how's well, he not winning? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, part of it is like not, it's not just the weight, but like Brennan Wirtz is like seven feet tall. I don't know how tall Matt Pierce is. Maybe he's a pretty tall. Yeah. Dude too. So 
This is what I'll say about both of them. I mean, obviously, both of them are pretty significantly heavier than all of us. But also, when I ride next to either Matt Beers or Brennan Wirtz, they they look like they're twice as high as me. Yeah. Right? So there's a significant yeah. arrow penalty for both of them, too. Dude, when I've stood next to Brennan's bike, his top tube is, like, at my shoulder. Yeah. It's big. Like, his bike is gigantic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. Probably, it's probably why know, he's got a custom six custom six bike or something. Sponsor. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, it's a pretty ridiculous amount of power. But I think if his weight is correct on training peaks, it was actually only five point two watts per kilo, four hundred eighty five watts. Change. Yeah, whereas like I bet Keegan's well over six watts per kilo for an hour. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still insane though. Like to. To imagine sitting like on that dude's wheel while he's doing 500 watts for an hour, like that'd be dude, hard how much to just food does sit he have in, to eat in order to like. <laughs> that's true too. Yeah, yeah dude. I think he that. did like, the, the KJ's these guys are putting yeah, out, man. I yeah. think he did like 1,400 KJ's in one hour. That's insane. I I actually want to bring it up. Hold on. Yeah, it was just insane. like on his own two ride. He, he, like, how's this guy afford to eat? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that. Um, Oh, dude, 1,746 KJs in one hour. 1,700? 1,700 KJs in one hour. That's insane. Do you know how so, many Cinnabons that is? <laughs> so this is one, one one thing that I notice with Brennan Wirtz is he's a very strong rider, and he uh, he has the potential to do really well in racing, but I do find that he will crack sometimes at the end of a long race. And, I mean, it's probably because... When you're doing freaking over a thousand kJs an hour just at zone two, yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure he can slam some carbs, but like still you're you're somewhat limited there. I mean, even yeah. if you get up to like the upper end of like what I've heard, like some triathletes have been pushing on the bike portion of like Ironman up to like hundred and eighty grams of carbs an hour or two hundred grams of carbs an hour, something like that. Yeah. Um, like even that's probably not enough for this guy. I would love to know what his like five hour max power is. It's probably higher than Drew and I's FTP. Oh yeah, probably four twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta hop off here in a minute. Uh, you guys want to keep recording without me, or do we want to shut this down? No, shut yeah, it down. I'm shut it down. Go ride. Okay. Uh, sick. Sounds good. Bunk Rose at Silka. Hit it up. And whatever Dizzle's coupon codes are. Yep. <laughs>